Welcome to Shelter and Sound, a Chirp Radio program. In this limited series, we're speaking with musicians, artists, and local tastemakers who are making it work while staying at home. These folks are finding creative ways to stay connected to fans and each other. As always, you can count on us to bring the music to you. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, and I'm here with Shannon from The Empty Bottle. Hi there. Hey. Um, tell me a little bit about what you do for Empty Bottle. Um, so I'm the Associate Marketing Director for Empty Bottle and Empty Bottle Presents. That's our production arm that stages shows at the Art Institute, Bohemian National Cemetery, um, and myriad other spots around the city. And I also lead the marketing efforts for Thalia Hall, our sister venue. Or how long have you been working there? I've been with Empty Bottle, like the parent company, 16 on Center, since March of 2019. Before then, I worked in music marketing and in a few other roles at Metro and Smart Bar. And I was there for about six years. I started as an intern when I was in college and just stayed on until um, I took a year sabbatical and went back to Metro. And then the empty bottle opportunity came my way and I couldn't pass it up. Wow. That sounds like a, a pretty awesome career path. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sure you, lucky. Yeah. Um, so you've been there since March 2019. So it was about a full year before the pandemic set in. And Empty Bottle had to close. Yeah, it was strange to celebrate my year anniversary with the company while sheltering in place at my apartment. <laughs> did you do anything <laughs> special? Um, I, I did some reflecting, but I didn't do anything super um, momentous. Uh, I'm sure I ordered like a nice takeout meal for myself, but March seems so far away right now. It's almost like unfathomable. What was it like for the bottle in the days leading up to deciding to close and cancel shows? Um, I mean, it was a, a pretty steady escalation because, you know, at the beginning of this, I don't think anyone really imagined it would become as serious as it is now just because we didn't have the information and because this is such a new experience for everyone. So it started off pretty casual where we were just putting in safety measures and paying attention to our cleanliness and just um, holding fast to still staging shows as long as it was safe and our audience was demanding that. And it seemed that in a matter of a week, it went from that messaging to we're shutting down indefinitely until the mayor and the governor say that it's safe to do so. But yeah, it's, it's just been completely unimaginable, this entire situation for venues and for artists and for patrons as well. Tell me about the genesis of the music-friendly distancing program. 
Yeah, so obviously live streams are kind of the bread and butter of the music industry right now, aside from, you know, trying to move merch and sell albums, but that's more for the artists who are still trying to make ends meet. And we wanted to come up with something that would differentiate us from, you know, just using our stage and using kind of what was expected. Not that that's a bad thing, but at the bottle, we do try to put kind of a cheeky spin on things. And I was spitballing with uh, Bruce Finkelman, our owner, and he's very good with brainstorming sessions because he just encouragingly yells at you to just <laughs> shout ideas. And so you kind of lose that filter of, oh, is this a dumb idea? Is this unfeasible? And so you do get really great and also stupid ideas out of chatting with him. And I just blurted out like, oh, let's just do shows on the roof. And he was like, oh, I actually really like that idea. And it kind of went from it being a joke of like, oh, the only option is the roof at this point because it's outdoors, it's safer, and it's unexpected and really whimsical to us filming these bottle top sessions for music-friendly distancing. And now we fleshed out the programming with artist interviews, exclusive playlists, and a few other like cool programming opportunities that we'll be unveiling in the next couple of weeks. Cool. And what was the process like to start actually building that program out once you yelled it out in a meeting? Um, basically, we came up with a wish list of artists who would be kind of our pie in the sky, like this would be incredible if they did entertain this notion. And then we also had a list of close friends of the bottle, people who have been so integral to the venue's history, who we definitely wanted to be a part of this. And then we just started reaching out um, while also researching how the hell you live stream from a rooftop, you know? <laughs> We've become a venue, a promoter, and a video production company all in a matter of about a month and a half. Can you tell me about some of the highlights from the Music Friendly Distancing Program? Personally, a highlight for me was seeing Brian Case on the rooftop. Um, he was a 90-day man in the ponies and disappears, and now he's in back. Um, and he's just one of my favorite musicians and is so quintessentially Chicago that being able to be present for that rooftop session was personally very validating for me. So it was like my music career had come full circle of, moving to Chicago because I love disappears and the entire music scene that they stood for. And then being in lockdown and seeing Brian create like all this incredible music with just a guitar and a few pedals. So that was really huge for me. And I think that just seeing how our talent buyer Molly is doing these interviews with local artists like Cafe Racer, Resin, um, Alexi Front, who curates the Scorch Tundra Festival, getting to see her develop as an interviewer and also learning about all these people who are the backbone of the local music scene has been so satisfying. And it's, it's definitely made me appreciate being a part of this tight knit community that is holding so fast to all of this incredible art the city produces and also trying to find a silver lining in the midst of a pretty, like you said, unprecedented situation. Mm -hmm. And what do you think makes the Chicago music scene different from other cities' music scenes? 
I think that the Chicago music scene is much more interdisciplinary where people aren't as in lockstep with a single genre. Like you can go to Hungry Brain and see a noise artist and a jazz guitarist collaborating and doing a one-time set. And that's so ordinary in Chicago. Whereas I think that in other scenes, granted, I've only lived in Chicago, aside from growing up in Indiana, I think that other scenes um, are a little more siloed as far as sound goes. So um, that's at least my impression as a writer and just as a music fan. It's definitely less intimidating, I think, as an ecosystem, as opposed to like maybe the LA scene or New York, where it, it does seem like there are much more barriers to entry there. Will you tell me about the bottle's involvement with Civil and then eventually Neva? Sure. So, I mean, we've been a longtime member of Civil, um, which is a really fantastic organization as far as advocating for independent venue interests. And it's just a good communication tool to keep in touch with your fellow venues. Um, it's easy to get sort of tunnel visioned in your own empty bottle world. Um, and it's great to be reminded of what the hideout and Metro and subterranean and all these wonderful venues are doing. And as these closures started to get lengthier and lengthier, and we started to realize that this is going to be an entire shakeup of our industry. That's kind of when Neva evolved. Um, and it's a national network of independent venues who are now lobbying for federal financial support in order for these venues to return from this true economic and human loss nightmare that we're all going through. Seeing the hashtag saver stages everywhere, seemingly on my own social media profiles, has been really inspiring that everybody came together so quickly because putting together a national organization of venues in like two weeks cannot possibly be an easy undertaking. Yeah, I'm so gobsmacked by how well the whole Neva team has organized all these rooms and I mean, personally, it's been a great tool for myself. I get to talk to marketers from all over the country now. And granted, the circumstances aren't very positive, but to have just a moment to hop on the phone with somebody who knows exactly what you're going through, it's a huge, huge highlight for us all mentally and professionally. And what is all your golden light for? I'm Jesse D. I'm with Chirp Radio. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Shannon. Thanks so much, Jesse. It was great talking with you. You too. Thanks for listening to Shelter and Sound, a Chirp Radio program and podcast. 
Tune in next week to hear more about the creative ways artists are coping and connecting during these unprecedented times. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit us on the web at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. So tenderness we find.